Good morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. And uh, that slogan is more than just a slogan. It's inspired by a man in the Bible, in the Old Testament, by the name of King David. And uh, of David, it was said. God said this about David. And uh, I think it's so cool that these words are, are stated. That uh, David was a man. Acts 13, 22, Concerning him, God said, Here's a man who's after my heart. He will do what I tell him to do. I don't think there could be a greater thing said of us. Can you imagine if you were privy to a conversation that the Trinity, the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that they were having because they are in constant communion and communication. They're speaking to one another. Can you imagine if in their conversation they said, Joe, Joe is a man after my heart. Sue, Sue is a woman after my heart. Now I know most of you are saying this because I'm saying it myself. I did this week. I wouldn't be in that conversation because I know my own heart times. I'm going to share with you something, a tool, a gift, I should say. It's more, it's, it's a gift. That if with a broken and contrite, humble heart before God, we're to use this gift, I believe, that the Lord would say of you, John, Pam, David, they are people after my heart. We all know about the sinful and wrong things David did in his life. His dirty laundry is in the Bible for all to see. There's hope for us. When David was on, listen, when he was on his A game, there was no stopping him. He was passionately pursuing God and loved him with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. And God gave him a gift to help him express his heart's devotion to God. And he's given that gift to you. You know what it is? It's one of many gifts that God uses. I love this gift. I'm not very good at this gift. It's the gift of music. God's given that gift. It's so powerful. David was a skilled musician. Many of the psalms that we read are songs. They were set to music. He wrote and sang those songs, and we sing them. He would sit down, David, on, on a hill overlooking the meadow with his sheep. I can just see it. His harp in his hand, a stringed instrument. And he would play that instrument. And he would sing and compose and write 
as he was going after God with the gift of music. There's no greater treasure. There's no greater pleasure than knowing God. You need to get this truth into your heart and mind because it's true. We believe the lies of the world and the flesh and the enemy. But I'm here to say, because it's in the word, that there's no greater treasure, there's no greater pleasure than knowing God. And God used music in David's life as a vehicle to go after this treasure and experience the pleasure of knowing him. I got a grocery sack full of stuff right here. And I'll I'll just pour it out right here on this table. All it is, just I know some of the young people don't even know what these are anymore. I got these CDs. I started getting these CDs over 15 years ago. They're worship CDs. I would, I would get a CD. It started with cassette tapes. Remember those? Remember Don Moen? Give thanks with a grateful heart. I mean, that classic. I'm not going to sing it because I already told you. I don't have the gift. I can carry a tune a little bit. I love to sing. I just absolutely love to sing. I sing every day. You're on my house, I hum. I, I think it gets on, on, on the nerves of my family at times. I don't know for sure. I can't, I can't imagine not singing, using that wonderful gift God's given me. And I used to get these, these CDs every, every six weeks or over 15 years, bigger than my imagination. And I would, I would literally put these in the CD, and for six weeks, I would play them over and over and over. I had all the songs memorized. I just couldn't wait. Rooted in the Word of God. Great musicians, all kinds of styles. And that's what we have going here. Different styles, right? Genre of music. Like Donnie said a few weeks ago. He said this is the flavor of the day when he was leading in worship. And Tracy, and Deanna, and the youth team, and Josiah. It's different. So I'd listen to all these different kinds of genre of music and styles, but the common denominator in all of them was that God used the music to touch my heart in worship because there's no greater treasure there's no greater pleasure than knowing God. I'd worship the Lord. Couldn't wait till the next six weeks came. And now, obviously, I got rid of 90% of them, and they're downloaded somewhere on an iPod or MP3 player or what have you, right? Just because I don't play an instrument or sing very well doesn't mean that 
I don't use or can't use this gift in my relationship with God. And at the end of this message, I'm going to challenge you to do something today that I believe will revolutionize your heart. Maybe not your mind. Your mind will be involved in it. If you allow the Lord to use this this gift, I believe it's going to revolutionize your heart. We can't deny the power that music has in our lives, can we? You can't live a day without, in some way, hearing music and being impacted by it. Right? I mean, you've, you've listened to music already today, before you came here, I bet. 85, 90% of you. It might be as silly as a jingle set to music. I don't always remember the most important dates on the calendar, right? You've been here. I won't incriminate myself by telling you which ones I don't always remember. But I do remember this jingle whenever I put a Band-Aid on. Do you remember it? (laughs) Joe's shaking his head. I remember the jingle. It was like 20-some years ago. I'm stuck on Band-Aids because Band-Aids stuck on me. You remember that one, right? I want to spend the, the next few Sundays as we wrap up our study in the book of Nehemiah talking about music. The book opens, you remember, with Nehemiah on his knees praying to God and concludes with Nehemiah standing with the rest of the people praising God, the end of the book, with the aid of music. I'm going to show it right on the the screen here, the word of God. Nehemiah takes the people back to King David and what David instituted in the worship experience of the people that he was leading. Music is, is written about prior to David in the Old Testament. But David's the guy. I mean, he instituted a wave of new, new music in the heart of the movement, of the people of God. I mean, he was like the fountainhead. He got the band going, so to speak. And the first thing Nehemiah does when the wall was completed was bring back music into Jerusalem with all the singers and hundreds of of musicians. It was the first order of business. Look at it right here, Nehemiah 7, verse 1. After the wall had been rebuilt, and that's what Nehemiah is about, rebuilding the wall, notice what happens. I had set the doors in place, the gatekeepers, the musicians, And the Levites were appointed. You go further. In verse 44, the musicians, the descendants of Asaph, 148 of them. We'll take a look at who those guys, those people are next week in more 
detail. These were the, the residents who came to Jerusalem. Chapter 11, verse 17. Matayana, son of Micah. He was the son of Asaph, who was what? The director who led in thanksgiving and prayer. Uzzah was one of Asaph's descendants who were the musicians responsible for the service of the house of God. The musicians were under the king's orders which regulated their daily activity. Chapter 12. There's a phrase that caught my attention in my study of chapters 11 and 12 of Nehemiah. It's this phrase. If you want to go back and take a look at it, it, you can. It's as prescribed by David, the man of God. It's right in this verse. And the leaders of the Levites, and there's the names of those guys, and their associates who stood opposite them to give praise and thanksgiving, one section responding to the other as what? Prescribed by David, the man of God. What did Nehemiah do? When the walls were rebuilt, when the gates were put in place, first order of business was to call back the musicians because he wanted to, the people to go back and get a heart like David, a heart that was in pursuit of God. Verse 36, and his associates with musical instruments. Prescribed by who? David. He was a musician. He filled Jerusalem. The people were judged by God. They were in the Babylonian captivity, all of that. And when Nehemiah brings them back, so to speak, he brings back the instruments. Verse 46 of Nehemiah 12, for long ago in the days of David and Asaph, there had been directors for the musicians and for the songs of praise and thanksgiving to God, so in the days of Zerubbabel and of Nehemiah. I have a simple out, outline. The gift of music as prescribed by David the man of God who said these words, David has a heart after me. Because there's no greater treasure, there's no greater pleasure than knowing me. So in our study, three things. The value of music. The vehicle of music. Where, where does godly music lead us to? And then the destination of music. The vehicle is the, the people who are the singers and musicians and instruments. There's no doubt the importance that music played in individual and corporate worship of God's people. Nehemiah knew that. And one of the first things on his agenda was to reestablish this priority. God wants to use this gift. 
He wants you to use this gift. What did David prescribe? What does God want to prescribe to us? All we need to do is go to 1 Chronicles and look at the value that David put on music. You have your Bibles. These scriptures I'm not going to have up on the screen. I'm just going to read some of them. Just so that you and I can see the value. Maybe you're thinking, I, uh, music's not that important to me. I don't really use it as a gift. I don't see how it can be used in my life. I think there's a, a solid scriptural base for that to be used. For you and I to take that gift. First Chronicles 5.31 says, These are the men, I'm reading it now, that David put in charge of the music in the house of the Lord after the ark came to rest there. They ministered with music before the tabernacle. Do a study in First Chronicles on how God used music. The tent of meeting until Solomon built the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. So this was prior. This was when David was using the tabernacle, but he had musicians there. He dies, but he puts all of these things down on paper and says to Solomon, here's what I want you to do. When the temple's built, this is what I want to see happen because this is what the Lord wants to see happen in the temple. They performed their duties according to the regulations laid down for them. Verse 33 of 1 Chronicles 5, here are the men who served. The Levites in chapter 23, when David was old and full of years, he made Solomon king over Israel. He also gathered together all the leaders of Israel, as well as the priests and the Levites. The Levites, 30 years old or more, were counted. The total number of men were 38,000 people. Listen now. David said, of these 24,000 are to be in charge of the work of the temple of the Lord. 6,000 are to be officials and judges. Verse 5. This is what I want you to see. We're looking at the value that God places on music. In the temple, I believe that he wants us to put a value, a high value on it in the church. 4,000 people are to be gatekeepers, and 4,000 are to praise the Lord with musical instruments that I have provided for that purpose. So David, he's, he gets all these musical instruments together. And he appoints 4,000 people. All these men were under the supervision of their father for the music of the temple of the Lord was cymbals and harps for the ministry of the house of God. They were all trained and skilled in music. They numbered 288. So what does that mean for us? For me, it's just putting a value on something that I just love.
And I'm not even gifted in it. But like I said, I can't imagine a day without singing some song to the Lord. Centered in the word of God. Do you need to make it more of a priority in your spiritual walk? What are you listening to? What do you fill in your mind with when you listen to music? Is it primarily secular music? I'd say switch. Make a trade-off. There's so many great artists and skilled musicians and people with incredible lyrics in their songs. Make a switch. I know I, I probably need to change a little bit of my genre. I listen primarily to, to worship CDs. Maybe I need to include a, some more younger music. Of, I don't know. I'll try. It's not my favorite. I want to be clear, I'm not saying that music is worship, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, biblically speaking, that God uses music as one of his vehicles to worship God. Because God can use it to touch our hearts. You know that hard heart we have? You know how it's softened up? Sing. I believe this statement is true, that there's no greater treasure and there's no greater pleasure than knowing God. One of the things that can shape your heart and direct your affections and soften the hard edges and heal your brokenness and your loneliness. Listen, are you lonely? Sing to the Lord. Believe it'll touch your heart. Find your song this week and sing it out loud. Sinking to Clyde, brother here. Sandy, and they, they can't hear. And so when I tell others to sing your song, what I say to, to my brother and my sister, sign your song. Go to the Psalms and find a psalm. And as we sing our song, you sign your song to the Lord. Because God hears their worship. You might say, I don't sing. If you have a voice, over and over the scriptures tell us to what? Sing. So I'd say to you, get over it. If you don't sing, get over it. Sing. You need to sing to the Lord. You need to sing your song because he is worthy to hear it and receive it and God will use it to change your heart. Don't let someone else sing your song. Don't just listen to good godly music. Use your own voice. The spirit of David should live in the church. 
Don't just stand there with folded arms and hands. Sing. This week, in your car, in the shower, in the living room, lift up your voice to the Lord because that's the kind of heart David had and God said of David when he was on his A game. I want to tell you something about David. He's a man after my heart. I want that to be said of me. I don't care about anything else in life when it comes to what's most important. Really, I could care less in light of what I want God to say about me. In light of proclaiming the word, doing what the Lord's called me to do, I could be great at it, but if I don't have a heart after God, who cares? I want to close this service by singing a song to the Lord and ask Deanna and Christopher and Andrew to come. There's a song that kind of for me rises to the top every week. It's like, it's a godly jingle. Put that Band-Aid on, I was like, oh, no, I'm not singing that song. There's a song that, that rises to the top. I think I sing it almost every week, I Exalt Thee. We sing that song really good here. I've observed it. Some songs are kind of scratching our head going, oh, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out how to sing that song, Maybe. As long as your heart's right, it's like, okay, I'm going to try. But there's a song that we sing really good at Gateway Church. I exalt thee. And I think it would be good for us to close by singing this song to the Lord today. And I want this song to be a precursor of what's to come for you in the week. You're going to find a song. You're going to find your song. Maybe you're a musician and you've written a song and you take that guitar out and sing that song. That's, that's great. Maybe you're like me and you got to go to a lot of wonderful helps. The Lord gives you a song. But I want you to find your song today, this week and sing it to the Lord. He is worthy. Please stand with me. Let's sing this song in closing. You know it well. Let's pray, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray that, God, you would touch our hearts, soften our hearts today. Thank you for this gift of music today. We exalt you, Lord. We love you, God. 
There's no greater treasure than you. There's no greater pleasure than knowing you, God. We exalt you, Lord. So receive our praise in this place, Lord, at this time, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thou, oh Lord, how would 
Blessed be your Acapella to the Lord. exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens and even the highest heavens and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life, you God. You give life to everything and the multitudes of heaven worship you. We worship you, Lord, today. You are worthy. And Lord, we leave this place with a song in our hearts. We want to sing this song all week long. So Lord, this is a good, a good way to start the first day of the week in worship and adoration. To you, we love you. Amen. 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 Maybe seated. We're going to close today by receiving a love offering to Jeff and Laura. I'm going to ask Jeff and Laura if they'll just stand right here. And you, you know Jeff and Laura. Jeff's an elder at our our church. He's been part of the ministry team here for many many years. And obviously Laura and their team together minister in prayer. They're heading to Ukraine, like I said, in a couple of weeks. And as, as a, their church family, we want to send them forth. You may be seated. I'm going to ask the ushers, ushers to come. And uh, if you write the check to Gateway Church, this offering will go exclusively to, uh, to meet the needs, to send them forth to the Ukraine. And so, Lord, thank you for Jeff and Laura and their hearts of worship and praise and adoration. Lord, they are people who have a heart after you, God. 
when I think of them, I do think of David. They have a heart like David. They're being obedient, Lord, to you. And Lord, we're sending them forth. God, I pray that you would, you would help us to give sacrificially, knowing that this is a good way to invest the money that you've blessed us with, Lord. This is sowing seed into a good field. So, Lord, meet the needs and beyond for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Receive the offering as we do. just want to say it's such a joy to, to serve with you and to, to be a pastor here. And I appreciate our staff and the fact that they, they are a staff that love the Lord, have hearts that follow after the Lord. So I'm going to have you stand. Please stand with me. Just receive the benediction, maybe with open hands. Receive the benediction today. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May he be gracious to you. May you go in his favor with the joy of the Lord in your hearts. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.